Good morning. It's good to see your smiling faces this morning. Oh, you're not here. I'm preaching from my lounge room. This is a difficult, not the preaching part, but the fact that you're not here. I really miss when we don't get together. We're obviously because of the coronavirus unable to do that, but I just love the presence of God when we gather. We had such a wonderful time last Sunday in worship and Johan preaching off the charts, just incredible time, and then everything changes in one week. Here we are. Uh, it's amazing that much of the church around the world has changed radically in this last week. Well, we know the church is people, not a building. That's really been re reinforced, but more on our future later. Before I get to that, let's uh, get into the word. Lord, thank you that you're the present with us no matter wh where we are. It's not just when we gather together, but you're present with us individually in our homes and that Holy Spirit, you still lead us into truth. Uh, ask that your presence would be a comfort and a guide in Jesus' name. Amen. If you turn with me to Second Timothy, chapter 1. Uh, Paul writing, uh, he's actually writing from prison. Second, this is the second time he was in prison. The first time he was in prison, uh, he actually got to stay in his own home and... Uh, he had an expectation of being released in a short time. The second time, he's actually in a dungeon and he expects to give up his life. He states that later in Second Timothy that he's run his race. It's about finished. But he writes in chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 6. Therefore I remind you, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I just want to point out today, God doesn't give fear. He gives power. We can handle this. He gives love and safe thinking or sound thinking. That's what a sound mind means. His word also says he gives wisdom to those who ask. I appreciate where we live. I appreciate the government. I appreciate the measures in place trying to get ahead of this whole coronavirus thing. Uh, I'm just so grateful for that. Just love uh, what's happening as far as their willingness to address it head on. Uh, God gives us wisdom, but he doesn't give us fear. I want us to just be aware this morning of the fear that floods our society right now. Everyone I've talked to, every pastor I've talked to, that's the issue that they're dealing with because there's just so much fear. Uh, sometimes it creeps up on us. Mary was slicing a chicken in our kitchen this morning, this afternoon, and was leaning over, and all of a sudden she felt really hot and her first thought was, I have a fever. I hope I don't have coronavirus. Then she looked down and realized she was leaning over the toaster. And relief flooded her that it was just the toaster, not sickness. The toaster was odd, by the way. 
So it could creep up on us. I realized uh, the other day I was watching the news, seeing the reports of what was happening in other parts of the world and being concerned. And I went outside and I was surprised that the sun was shining. I actually had this subconscious expectation that it was dark and gloomy and the world had finished. And how fear can creep up on us. I just want you to know that it can affect all of us. But especially our children. Let me encourage you, they hear what's going on. They're aware when we talk about the situation affecting us and the lockdowns and the empty shelves in the supermarkets and everything, that affects our children. I just hope that you can not only get free yourself, but help them not be overcome by fear. So let me say this. If you're feeling fear, it's not from God. Let's take authority over it in Jesus' name and break its hold over us. Where we've agreed with it, let's repent and renounce it. In fact, let's do that right now. Well, right now, we take authority over fear. We say it has no place. It doesn't come from you. We, we renounce it and we say, be gone from our lives now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19 tell us why we don't have to fear. It says, to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Bottom line is that Jesus is our hope. We're in covenant with him, but even better, he's in covenant with us. That's the good part. I heard a pastor say this week, people just need to know who they are in Christ. And while that's true, my immediate thought was, people need to know who Christ is in us. Not just who we are in Christ, but who Christ is in us. Colossians 1.27 says, in Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so Christ isn't just out there somewhere, he's in us. His presence in us changes all kinds of things. So I want to encourage you, not only is there no place for fear, but as we get our eyes fixed on him, Hebrews 12, 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Again, church under a place of persecution. And uh, Paul, uh, the writer of Hebrews encouraging the people to continue and it Conclusion is fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Can we do that this morning? Kind of like let's reset. You know how you do that on your computer sometimes? Can we turn our eyes back to Jesus? Right now, he hasn't changed. He's still victorious. He's still the king. He's still on the throne of our, in our lives. He is still our hope. Bottom line is if we get it and die, we just get to go be with Jesus sooner. Not that that's our, our hope or our desire, but death has no, no f- place. Uh, there's no fear any longer. It has no victory. And so if we get our eyes back on Jesus, not on the news and the world around us, but Jesus is still with us. That hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. Just because the structure of the church and all that's happening in the world has radically changed in the last week 
I want to tell you that Jesus hasn't changed, which is delightful. And because we don't have to have fear, because we have a hope, we can just take a deep breath, reset, and say, okay, this isn't going to affect me. And then lastly, Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom. I want to encourage you. We've been praying for an awakening or revival, whatever terminology you want to use, for a little over a year now. For a long time, many people. But something that stirred in most of us with the awakening gathering that happened in November a year, a little over a year ago. Uh, we've been praying all that. And if you look in the last few months, as a nation, we've been through bushfires, floods, now a pandemic, and soon some financial distress. In addition to that, in one week, the structure of almost every church has changed. It's been decentralized, forced into smaller groups and into the community. So we have a community that's shaking and a church that's light. Now we see our, why our focus has been Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, because you can still keep your eyes on Jesus. Why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We still need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why have we been focusing on equipping the saints for the ministry? We still get to do the ministry. I want to encourage you, this is the time for the church to shine. Everybody is shaken. Fear is permeating our culture, but we're part of a kingdom that can't be shaken. Most of you, I've mentioned before, are aware that the last few years, the fastest growing section of the kingdom has been in Iran where over 5,000 people every day getting saved. And some pastors talking with some of the Iranians concerned for their situation because of the sanctions said, should we be praying that the sanctions are removed? And they said, no, don't pray for that. That's what's causing people's confidence to be shaken and they're open to the gospel. And their approach was everyone they met, they simply said, how does my testimony how can it connect with these people? And uh, the Spirit of God is moving in spite of no church buildings, no large gatherings, but a kingdom of priests empowered by the Holy Spirit with a testimony. That's exactly where we are. And it's an exciting time. I believe we're going to see an outpouring of God in this nation like never before. I heard two testimonies already today of totally unsafe people calling Christian friends that they knew were Christian somehow to ask input, to, uh, to get some perspective or to, to find out why they weren't shaking when everything else was shaking. So let me encourage you, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power and love. Because we have an anchor for our soul. When things are blowing, when there's storms, when there's concerns, we're anchored in Jesus. Not in the church, 
Not in a meeting, not in a gathering, not in a building, but in Jesus. And then with that, we can then seek first the kingdom and see what God's doing. Don't know how long this will last, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I want to kind of, with that in mind, switch gears a little bit and just talk with you about the immediate future for Redemption Hills Church. Obviously, we're not meeting together. The, uh, that's not a possibility. Though, just a week ago, the restriction was 500 in a building. In one week, it's went to 100 and then it went to smaller gatherings and now it's four square meters per person and uh, all those kind of things, obviously with a concern to help protect people. So what are we doing? The, our first concern is care. Care for all of us. So care at Redemption Hills has been very much organic. Because we're a kingdom of priests, we've encouraged people to connect with other people. And while that's wonderful, we wanna add a little organization to that. What that means is that we've been working hard this week to establish a care network so that in our organic care, no one falls through the cracks. We found that there have been a few. Uh, we have a wonderful team of care leaders. But more than that, we want you to care for one another. Obviously, Mary and I cannot contact and care for every single person in the church. And that's why God's given us a, a wonderful team. And so you're going to be contacted by uh, some of those care leaders within the church within the next week. Just to, to just see how you're doing, to pray for you, see if you have any needs. Uh, as well, we're trying to make sure that we have accurate contact details. If we don't have it, if you don't get a contact this week, if we don't have your phone for SMS contacts or email, that those are the ways that we'll try and keep in touch with the church about changes uh, through SMSs and email. If we don't have that, if you would get that to me, um, you'll find on our website, the contact number there is my phone number. And so you can call me and I'll get that to the, to the right people or you can send me a text or something. Uh, so that, that's our first point of emphasis. That's what we've been focused on this week. Secondly, we'll, we will be adding a little bit more of an online component to what we do. By next Sunday, we hope to have worship and preaching online so that you can access that. We're not talking about live streaming, but we're talking about uh, Tim putting together some uh, worship song list and some video links on YouTube so that you can access those and we can sing along together. Even if you're isolated, uh, we're planning to do our sermons by video as well. Those not live streaming, we'll record that beforehand so it's available by Sunday morning just so you can see my smiling face as well as hear my voice. 
see, see my shirt. In fact, uh, since I'm preaching from my lounge room here, I could actually be preaching in my pajamas. You wouldn't know that. I'm telling you I'm not, I think. But I could be. But uh, when we go video, you'll have to see that I actually have to get dressed so that I can preach to you. Uh, the, uh, the Wednesday theology class will be available in a uh, continued podcast form online. And we hope we plan to have it there by 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So if that's the time you had put aside to be a part of that class, you can still access it then. We'll be current by Wednesday. But again, obviously, you don't have to listen to it then. And even our online stuff, because it's not live stream, you can access it at any point in time. Uh, but our goal is to have it ready for you by Sunday morning. So that those of you who that's the, the normal time that you would set aside, it would be available to you. Uh, and then thirdly, there we realize there is something of the presence of God and the manifestations of the Spirit as we gather together. I want to just encourage you, if you know someone who doesn't have the ability to access the internet, maybe you could help them. Maybe you could invite them to join with you. Uh, in fact, maybe you can invite a few people based on your lounge size to join you for worship in the Word. Well, let me say, while we ask, well, there's no fear, God does give us wisdom. If you're in a vulnerable group, please stay home, at least for the next few weeks. Uh, and, and can I say this? If you're in a vulnerable group, if you're one of the older, or if you have a pre-existing condition, don't open your home and invite other people in. Uh, I know how difficult that might be. I expect that this will be easy for the first couple of weeks and then we're all gonna go stir crazy. It's like, God, I see someone else. And so uh, I realize that'll be tough, but let's just be wise in this. Uh, and if you can invite a few people, we've measured our lounge room and figured out that uh, we have room for probably somewhere between 10 and 15 people that we can actually have in our home. So we're gonna attempt to do that, inviting people from next week to come and join us. Uh, and I just wanna encourage you, if that's something you can do or you're comfortable to do, but again, there's, don't feel pressured to do that because that's, that's not uh, wise if you're in one of the vulnerable groups. And then lastly, let's be a light. There's a reason for the hope that's within us. Reach out to your neighbors. Make sure that, that they're okay. Just ask them if they're okay. Pray for them. We're going to be looking at in the next few weeks some very practical equipping things that will help us. How do we pray for people who are sick? There's going to be a lot of sick people. Maybe. Maybe a lot of sick people. We're, we're praying that there isn't. And that's why all these uh, restrictions are in place. But how do we pray for people who are sick? How do we bring uh, a peace when we visit someone? So that we're walking in the peace of Jesus and it impacts people. We're actually looking about it. How can we very succinctly put the gospel, the good news, on our website? What is the good news? 
I had this wonderful idea that if you might be sharing your testimony with someone, but you're not, don't feel like you're able to share the whole good news with them, we might be able to, to equip you or access that you can just say, hey, right here, if you want to hear the good news, here's a place for you. So all these things are just uh, some immediate things. We'll see what happens. We're obviously, everything has changed in a week. We'll see what happens next week or the week after. Don't know how long this will go on, but just want to encourage you. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the same. Call people, connect with people. While we're trying to put a care network together, don't leave it up to them. We're a kingdom of priests. And so we can all uh, just express the love of Jesus to people. Wonderful. I'm gonna, one of the things I'd like to do is each week, I wanna uh, have a prayer point for us as a church. Something that we can just add to our prayer list to pray that week. Really expecting to see God's hand at work. And so I'm gonna ask you this week, if uh, you would join me in praying for protection for healthcare workers and aged care workers. That's the, the big concern and fear that those people have an impact. I know many of them have been asked to virtually isolate themselves so that they're available. Here are people really going into danger on behalf of others. And uh, I just, I, it's just on my heart to, to pray for their protection, to pray for grace, strength. Uh, I would love to be come to the end of this thing and not have one health care worker or aged care worker who has gotten sick in Tasmania. And so uh, that's, that's what I'd like you to, to join with me and pray this week, especially for those people. Uh, I know that it's, it's going to be a big demand. It already is on them. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you that we have a hope that is steadfast and sure. And that's you. And you're an anchor for our soul. So I just pray right now your peace over everyone who hears this. Your peace, your presence to flood over us right now. Lord, we just delight ourselves in you. We fix our eyes on you. And we say, come and be bright in us so we can be a light in the darkness. The darker the darkness gets, the brighter the light needs to be. And so Lord, we thank you that right now, around the world, you have put your church out from behind the walls of buildings and into the community and into homes and impacting people. And we want to work with you to do that. Pour out your presence and empower us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.